to work through that editing the video you know I was like fuck them you know I'm gonna turn off the comments <laughs> you know they're gonna have to find me and email me or something but um you know I just I just um f just fell in love with everyone in the in the video and fell in love with my own weird stuff that I put in and um and yeah it ended up feeling really um um just like healing to to put together these weird sexy videos <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Hanifa Walida. And it's Red Summer. <laughs> and we're your gay aunties. <laughs> and guess what today, y'all? We got B Stadwell on the show today, y'all. Bust it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Season three. So excited. Wow. So wow. excited. <laughs> yes. So listen, for those of you all who are just joining us, maybe you don't know who your gay aunties are, you haven't been around, um, you stumbled across this video or something, you don't really know where you are. Right? <laughs> so we just want to let you know <laughs> that um, maybe you can think about this as you are right now chilling sipping and dishing tea with that auntie who you thought was your uncle until you were three. <laughs> but that's real though. <laughs> that's real though. All right, y'all. So Your Gay Aunties is a bi-weekly um, live show and podcast um, that is centered around queer adulting. All right, so um, every other Sunday, so we're bi-weekly now, we go live to you here on YouTube, you know, and just answer your questions about life, love, the complicated details of your good gay life. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just need y'all to subscribe uh, below if you haven't. And if you miss um, <laughs> us live on Sundays, like right now, we come to you one more again on Wednesday with our audio podcast um, by the same name. So which you can find like, you know, wherever you get podcasts, you know what I mean? So, so say, you know, you don't want to just ask one question. Maybe you want your own one-on-one -on -one time with aunties, you know, just email us at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram and all around the internet. We are the one and only at yourgayaunties. All right? Yes. Say word. And then later on in the show, if you want to shoot us one adulting question, mm -hmm, live. you can join us live in the chat during our new portion of the show, which is called, Auntie, I got one question. <laughs> And then you share that question with us and we can answer it on the show. That's right. Yes. So now that you know where you are, welcome home, child. Mm -hmm. We are your gay aunties mm -hmm. and we are here for the children. And only the children, you know. Um, all right. So let's jump into season three, y'all. Um, yay. Um, and giving a thanks. Let's start in by giving thanks um, to our latest uh, Patreon member, Brazil Ramane. Brazil Ramane. Thank you. The name rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know, Brazil, if you're he, she, or they, but we appreciate you. 
<laughs> for being a member. And guess what, girl? You, I'm sorry. Like I said, I don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? <laughs> Um, as well, you, as you Brazil brought, is what? Uh, a part of our new tier. Yes, yes, on. yes. It's called and, Auntie Look. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and that Auntie Look tier is um, one that we introduced before. We're introducing a lot more tiers at patreon.com slash aunties. And all of you good folks who were our first Patreon members, you were with us before we got into season three. Guess what just happened? Guess what Brazil just did for what you happened? Just what happened? got you an upgrade. <laughs> All right. To the left, to the left. Yes. yes. <laughs> so go over there and see what we got going on because we have gifts for the children. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, we do. We're really, we're really excited about it. We're really excited about it. We'll talk more about that a little later on in the show, what we got going on in Patreon. Yes. But girl, <laughs> we just came off a month break. I mean, whatever. <sighs> <laughs> How was yours? <laughs> it was it was really good. You know, we, we work really hard around here, and especially, you know, both of us being uh, educators and my wife's an administrator, like, it has, we haven't had a chance to stop. You know, and so we decided to take the month of July and really vacation, like really just take a break from all of that stuff. Right. (laughs) And it would, you know, it couldn't be a total break like we wanted, but as much as we could, we just unplugged. We just really enjoyed our time with ourselves and our children like especially when they're grown and they're leaving and all that kind of stuff like this kind of time is so special to us so we really enjoyed it i know you enjoyed it because listen y'all we had a meeting we had a, a, a gay aunties meeting one time <laughs> and red was coming from us you know sh- you know recording or whatever from a boat okay the wind was blowing <laughs> her hair back you know titties was out in the bathing suit she in the sun her children they on a boat going at yeah. speed <laughs> okay yeah all right so i was like yeah. and it was great like yeah. it's called a shark <laughs> what of course we had to put it back yeah so we wait wait wait, wait back up back up there's a fish <laughs> and then there's a shark right your so kid is called a shark yes and the shark kept stealing the bait off of my son's uh fishing line and so my uh grandson was there and he ended up catching the shark and we, you know, got, you know, got it out and threw it back, of course, but take a picture first a story for, yeah, that is like when they were reeling it in, mm-hmm. we got a whole video of it. That is a story for their entire lives, how they caught a shark. <laughs> that is a story for their entire life. Oh, you got to give me that. Cause we got to, we got to let, we got to let everybody see that. Cause I, I want to see that. <laughs> yes. That is so great. Um, I mean, you know, my vacation really wasn't a vacation. I mean, it was a, a kind of a, a reflection, a reflection, mm. reflection. <laughs> I took the time. <laughs> I took the time. I took the time to reflect. You know, on what we're doing here at Your Gay Aunties, how we're doing it, how we can do it um, better. And so I just really sat down and it's like, how can we make this better? We can come better. You know, we kind of started this thing on some, Mm. 
you know, we want to give a service. We want to like own um, our auntie-ish, you know, you get your crown when you're 50. So we don't have our crowns yet. But, <laughs> yeah. but we wanted to own that auntie um, label, um, and I said, no, we can, we can, we can do better. So, you know, as we go through season three, guys, just let us know, you know, how we're doing, and I would appreciate it. Um, but that's how I kind of spent my vacation. It was more so work, but it was good work. You know, like yeah. good trouble. I was doing good work. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I, I wanted to feel guilty. <laughs> Because I just saw how hard you were working during what was supposed to be our break. Right? <laughs> and it, was just, it was it was inspiring to see. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, I learned a I lot. I was like sipping margaritas like mm, she working hard. I know we having a we having a meeting and in, 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 in the motorboat. You hear the motor from the boat. <laughs> She's like, I might be a little loud. But hey, so what we doing? <laughs> Because you need both of those, right? You need the ref the reflection time, but you also need that rest. You need to reset because what's going to happen now and, and what's happening for everybody, right? It's yeah. not just for me. But this is something that we've never dealt with before. Like these times and the way that, that life is moving forward is something that we've never had to do. Even like I know I'm supposed to leave um, to go see my mom um, soon and the hurricane is coming. The, the weather on the weather channel they're like we don't know what to do we want to evacuate the people but we're not supposed to have people together like we've never had this experience. and evacuate them where because right. there's no other state want to take no like to a shelter because then you're you can't social distance in the shelter how do you evacuate a town when people have to be social exactly and here's the thing with florida we know we're talking about florida right because when it's a hurricane we're always talking about florida right yeah. it's like your governor don't been asked out and y'all mm. numbers are exploding so here comes the hurricane what do y'all do every time a hurricane come around y'all get your ass in the car and you drive to the next state i'm in the next state yeah. <laughs> okay so yeah. how about your own i don't know what y'all gonna do but if you're gonna come to another state you better not come with that florida attitude you better put that damn mask on because georgia got its own numbers to contend with okay florida yeah <laughs> but that's, that's real true. so yeah georgia south carolina all of those all, all the coastal routes. exactly yeah. exactly mm -hmm. exactly i mean and that's how things compile one on another if if we're not all in this together it's like voting <laughs> if we're yeah. not all in this together yeah you know, the result is fragmented. The result starts to compound on each other and the problems just get exacerbated, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know, it's clear to me, but it's obviously not clear to a lot of other people because um, they have their beliefs and they believe they, that freedom equates endangering others. Okay. <laughs> mm. Okay. So I have something else that um, is clear. You was rocking this bow tie today, boo! <sighs> You better work tens across the board. <laughs> so it. one thing I reflected on my, on my flexation <laughs> is that mm -hmm. I got bow ties a mile high. I've collected them over time. <laughs> you know, I was like these things and ever since Rona or even during the show, I rarely have worn a, a bow tie because it's kind of like we do this on Sunday. I'm in my pajamas and mm -hmm. whatever. I said, you know what? I'm going to at least dress from the waist up. 
<laughs> Something else is going on from the waist down, you know what I'm saying? But I, I said, I opened the drawer, I said, hey babies, how you doing? Well, how your little baby doing? Which one should I wear? So I am going to be wearing bow ties more often because I like bow ties, you know? I like that. I, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, some are made by other queer women as well so it's you know it's not all store board I, I go i get it wherever i see a bow tie i just grab it, it could be in goodwill honey <laughs> if i like it or if i can't look at me I'm, I'm messing it up now hold on if i like it <laughs> or if i can do like a basquiat on it like I've, I've taken ugly bow ties and just kind of beautified them you know what i mean like put a little dash of paint on it like there you go now you're an artist bow tie. <laughs> now you are now you're a, you're a, a bow tie for an artiste Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. I had a, a really fancy um, mask that was made by a beautiful queer black woman. Um, and a friend of mine was like, Ooh, I like your mask. Did you make that? And I was like, Oh no, honey, I stopped sewing when I stopped making bow ties. <laughs> I feel that queer women in particular, <laughs> you know, should really own the industry of bow ties or just neckwear, you know, yeah. like there are a couple of masculine companies out there. Forgive me. I didn't can't remember the name right now, but I'll put it on the, on the IG, you know, cause we got to big up our family, but we own this. I think we rock these the best, you know? So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put it out there, support, you know, us wearing the bow ties. To, um, oh, I'm so mad now because, yes, there was a company that I used to follow all the time. And I was like, yo, those bow ties are killing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I can't remember her name now, but I'm going to share No, we going to, yeah, we're going to share that. We're going to share that. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kate. What? Kate Ross. Kate Ross. You remember Kate Ross? I'm bad with names, girl. I don't do names. Yeah. Check those out. Yes. <laughs> yes. For sure, for sure. Um, and also, I, I want to say that I am definitely a part of the Gentlewoman's Club, you know, so all of you gentlewomen out there, you know, um, or even those who aspire to and don't know quite how to get there, the first step, buy a bow tie. Mm. Buy a bow tie. Good advice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All right, y'all. So another thing we did over the break, I'm excited about this. Another thing we did over the break is we had time to stalk y'all. We had time to dig into and scroll through the pages of those who follow us. All right. We knew that, you know, with this uh, season that we wanted to feel like, you know, the children were like right here up in the show, really making you guys a part of the show. So in this, we just, you know, did this in a couple of ways, right? So basically what we did, we're doing is once you follow us, we check you out. If you got something to share, if you have something beautiful to share, it doesn't mean necessarily a talent, like you're singing or you're dancing or doing backflip or doing some TikTok shit, whatever. It can be that fine, you know? But also, yeah. like, just expressing yourself, showing your inner beauty on the outside, on IG, you know, offering something to the world that we, in turn, want to share with the rest of um, the YGA uh, community. So... The first person, the first follower we got going up in this new section of the show called Follow Me. Follow me, follow me, follow me, yeah. 
I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all know that's Auntie and Uncle song. <laughs> you know it is. <laughs> follow me. <laughs> All right. Our first follow me is Tupac Daughter underscore. Let's check her out what she got to say. I'm gonna just tell you right now, these geese outside my window are wowing. They're probably gonna talk to you more than I'm gonna talk to you in this video right now. Um, so if you hear that in the background, that's what that is. It's not like some weird shit. I mean, well, that is some weird shit because why are geese outside my window? But um, I was having a conversation with my friend a little while ago, like a really positive conversation. We were talking about how bad days don't last. like. It'll never, like the storm will, the storm always passes. So I was saying like, even when it's dark outside, there's still light. When it's dark outside, when it's nighttime, there's still the moon that gives you light. So dark times never last. Even when it's gloomy, you know what? The sun is still above the clouds, shining. So remember that bad days do not last. They don't, they will pass. They will pass eventually. You have to be patient. You have to be patient. And understanding that they will not stay. Bad days do not last. I can't remember the last time I had a bad day. And that's my choice. I choose not to have bad days. So you can make that conscious decision as well. But that comes with a lot of practicing mindfulness, positivity, and just like shifting your perspective. I can also help you do that. So, yeah, I just wanted to say what I had to say. Um, I wonder if the geese got anything to say to y'all. Um, no? I <laughs> <laughs> Ain't she beautiful? But she also was dropping, she was dropping, she was dropping some knowledge on there. You Absolutely. know, you know that saying, okay, this too shall pass. She was unpacking what that actually means. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like as much as bad times hurt and, it, and when it comes, it feels like it's the weight of the world and it keeps you, you feel stuck sometimes. As long as you're breathing, you're not stuck. Yeah. As long as you're able to think and breathe and do and, 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 access and, and utilize whoever, whatever is in your universe, that too shall pass. Cause don't nothing, don't nothing, don't nothing, don't nothing, you know, change. You know what I'm saying? I mean, excuse me, don't, don't nothing. What's the damn? Last always. What's, what's that, what's that saying? I'm trying Trouble to think of the saying. Trouble don't last always. Say again? Trouble don't last always. That's the that came up for me. I like that saying better. We'll go with that one. <laughs> Well, thank you, Tupac Daughter, underscore. <laughs> and if you want your beautiful spirit to be featured on the show, follow us, do your thing in your feed, and you know, your aunties will be checking on you. You can be part of our show. Yes. Yes. All right. It's that time, though. It's that time to dig in our own bag of gems and see what we got Ooh. for the children. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out, like, so what would I want to share with the children, right? Um, and so, you know, this time where we're home, we're, we're Netflixing out, like we probably have like finished Netflix and now we're moving on to other platforms. <laughs> we're on to Hulu. I am on to Amazon. And I noticed that the watermelon woman 
was streaming on Amazon. And <laughs> I don't know if you all know about the Watermelon Woman. It is definitely like down in the history books as like the first film that featured a masculine presenting lesbian woman as the lead character. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it is super funny. It was made in the 90s. So the 90s fashion was popping, like seeing uh, even hearing like the terminology that they were using back then. And it's a cute, cute story. Um, I just really enjoyed watching, um, rewatching The Watermelon Woman. Oh, my God. And, you know, you know, before this, let me just jump in. Um, what also was great about the Watermelon Woman was the soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, yes. yours truly is on the soundtrack of Watermelon Woman. Shut I up. yes, ma'am, <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's, it's it's a very proud moment, you know, being a yeah. part of of the Black Queer Archive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, Cheryl Donier was amazing. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Fabulous, fabulous. So then I was looking up like background information about the movie and I was watching interviews with Cheryl and, you know, just going down the rabbit hole as I would. And, you know, I'm just, I'm fixing it in my mind. Like it's the first, it's the first, it's the first. And then as I'm looking at this list of movies that are featuring black, black lesbian characters, I see that it's not the first to feature them, that the women of Brewster Place actually was the first film that had black lesbian characters, like prominently as yes. part of the show. Yes. You remember the women yes, of Yes, of course. Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> he so doesn't. that was um, released in 1989. Mm -hmm. Wow. And wasn't that so far back? It was. I was in high and, school. Yeah. So, and I don't know if, you know, for those of you all who have seen it, if you haven't seen it, definitely start, you know, putting that in your repertoire. <laughs> um, Women of Brewster Place is, was amazing. And I know this one scene in particular that I want to share with you all. want to see what I'm doing? Kia. Let me raise this so you can see me better. I'm making meatloaf. You old bet. Meatloaf. The way normal people make it. Here. There's a jack pepper. Ah. Oh. Onions. Onions. Oh, wait. I used eggs. Do you use eggs? in my meatloaf. <laughs> Run up and down the street and tell that... You yelling at her, are you crazy? You're gonna have to take that up with my grandmother because it's her recipe. But wait, I can't have you thinking I make meatloaf without meat. Oh, whoa, Teresa, I don't care oh, how mad you are, ground soil, and it's $3 a pound. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. 
God, I know, I know. <laughs> now, if y'all ain't never seen women in Bruce's place, that like that is the scene where they, they had this neighbor. These are two lesbian women, right? Mm-hmm. Just going about their lives, and they had this nosy ass neighbor. And she was like, "I seen ya, I seen ya." That's <laughs> the lie. I seen ya. <laughs> I see what you've been doing. <laughs> right, and that that scene for me was like you want it to be this really weird crazy thing that's happening over here mm. and meanwhile we just over here making meatloaf word chill out <laughs> and mind you this is this is you know the 80s i don't know why i felt like it was the 90s but this is the 80s you know the the, the aids epidemic is raging though not so much in the lesbian um community still you know we were affected by how people thought about queer people in general so the, and in yeah. and then on top of that being within the black community having this imagery that was that was the first time i remember seeing two black queer women or two black queer characters you know mm-hmm. on the screen and i was like oh so they had tested it out before this, four years before this, really? in a very, very popular movie, and then decided to not go along with that storyline. Mm. So there was a black lesbian kiss in a major motion picture, and everybody lost their shit about it, and it was just the kiss. So they didn't even finish up with that, and that was The Color Purple. Yeah, the scene that was taken out. (laughs) The scene that was taken out, exactly. Yeah, and so there was, like in the book, there's a lot more to the the relationship between Celie and Suge. And in the movie, they decided that, you know, America just wasn't ready. And it wasn't. (laughs) And so five years later, I guess we were ready. (laughs) (laughs) I know I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you to all of those trailblazers who just moved towards making lesbian love like palatable <laughs> for the people, right? Making that that visibility and doing that work. Say word, say word. And now we have Lena Wave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, so my gem, my gem um, uh, has to do um, with trailblazers, okay? Um, so first let me start off by saying there is a new organization, okay, called um, The Keepers. And this is how they define themselves is, it's a black woman-led collective of artists, activists, and scholars who map, document, archive, and center women's work throughout hip hop culture. So they're doing the deep, 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 or at least I hope, deep dive into all of the ways that women have been touch points, whether creatively, whether um, behind the scenes, um, whether in business, who knows, as far as uh, all the women that contributed to the making of what we now know um, as hip hop, you know? And I will, and my gem, just as a little hint to the keepers, if they don't know, that I hope that when they dig, that they find Auntie Hanifa. But back in the days, I was an MC called Shaki. All right. Um, and so I did my own little dig, you know, and I stumbled upon this um, video that I did. I don't know what year. I think it was 1994. 
right? I was, I don't know, I'm just putting my whole shit out on here, but I was young 20s, right? I just came off tour of the Lollapalooza tour. I just got signed, right? And I was like the thing, I was the thing in New York in my kind of, my community in New York of poets and whatever, whatever, right? So um, it's the Fulton Street Festival and the, it's a show called the 411 in New York or whatever. And so I got interviewed. So here's a little snippet of that interview and I'm rhyming, bust it. And I have somebody in the house by the name of Shaki who's been paying mad dues on the underground doing hip hop poetry. You gotta check it out, Shaki. How you been? Long time no see. Um, I hear you just got back from the Lollapalooza tour now. You got to tell us about that. Wild. Uh -huh. I mean, it was it was different for me because um, I mean, most of life, most of my life, I lived in New York City. So going outside into the Midwest and down south, that was a whole new experience for me as far as like culture wise. Uh -huh. Musically, it was dope. We hung out with Parliament, you know, Beastie Boys. They showed us mad love. What's up, NCA, Ad Rock, and Mike D? What's up? What's up, Parliament? How you be? All right. You know what I'm saying? For the people who haven't heard of you, um, tell them, you know, what label you're on and mm -hmm. your, your, your single that's out right now. I'm on the Margo Records under BMG Distribution, and the single out now is called Soulsville, and the album is called The Head Nodders Journey to a D-Dot Schism, which will be dropping November 22nd. Now, you've been doing uh, what people can consider to be like a collaboration between hip-hop and poetry. Now, it's kind of all the same to me, but oh, yeah. break down the parallels for your, your viewers who are not really too up on uh, the poetry style of hip-hop. You said it right there. The only parallel is that they're equal. I mean, what poetry did for me as far as, like, since you don't always have to go to a beat and it can be a cappella most of the time, I can experiment with different flows, different styles, and I implement them in my hip-hop when the beats come on. Yeah. Beats give, give us an example. Give us an example of, uh, you know, uh, some of your style. Some of my styles here. And it jives, materialize within the eyes of who recognize, bigs up to the hills of the mighty. Why hip-hop is hidden from where I'm sitting and where I'm sitting, you ain't never sat. Stupid that fact, you should be stepping the hell back. Hip-hop is hidden from where I'm sitting and where I'm sitting, you ain't never been. Chameleon, with whom I roam, sometimes the lyrics, the beats, sometimes the flow, made legends out of MCs without no video, turntables, the joints, the cables, lampposts, gave host to the middle of the night, spotlight, the shadow to the battle, and if you get hassle, I got your back, yo, because I come from a land down under, <laughs> where the trains roll like I love it! <laughs> yo, that time, um, New York, early mm -hmm. 90s, I feel so privileged to have been a part of it. And even as a quote unquote female MC in the scene, and it was, it was what it was back then, still being young, what it afforded me was a bit of obliviousness, right? So I just mm. died right in. Of course, all my crew was boys and yada, yada, yada. But it's like you were able the, the whole consciousness of um, feminism or what have you wasn't really as strong as it should have been. So we're young people just diving in. There was nothing to say that we had to fight, though we had to fight it. You know, we didn't have really a name for what we was fighting as, as female MCs or MCs who happen to be women. You know, um, I just, I think like most artists, I just was approaching it as I got something to say. I want to yeah. say it. Um, I was very, I, I was very confident at the time. Like I knew I could crush a stage. Um, always had, always did, and still do. You know, I knew that you know that my voice was really commanding um, for mm -hmm. a woman, quote unquote. Like you yeah. know, it's the thing I used to hear when I was younger. Like um, I would like any like male MC that would hear me for the first time, like yo, 
Yo, yo, but that voice though, where you get that, yo, yo, you sound like my motherfucking brother, yo. I'm like, all right, whatever, nigga, like. <laughs> but what about the lyrics, nigga? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but um, but anyway, but I, I actually found a video of you performing. Um, there are a lot of videos day. of me performing. Which one? I was what? like, you know, cleaning out my old phone. It was um, you were doing at the end of a show. You were doing what a feeling. What a feeling! And the whole like you have the whole crowd. Of <laughs> yes. I, I don't remember. It you was know, just a like blood. a little thing that you were doing, like. But I just remember like watching you, just like you were so like in. And I've said this a thousand times, like just how you just use your body and how you use the stage and all that. Like you're, it's an amazing thing to see. Mm-hmm. And it's been <laughs> an amazing thing to see just the evolution of women commanding the mic within hip hop. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and commanding the stage and, and their voice and what they're contributing, contributing to, you know, um, I love it. I love it. I, I, you know, I wish I had a, a quarter of the freedom, you know, mm-hmm. that um, these young people today um, have. It's just such a blessing. Like I'm living vicariously through them. I when sometimes yeah. I even even our, our guest coming up, uh, B Steadwell. Like I can, I'm looking at her, her doing her thing, and I live vicariously through her, but also going back in time. So when I look mm-hmm. at her, I imagine myself as a young person. And sometimes I cry, sometimes I laugh, sometimes I'm just enjoying what yeah. these young people are fucking giving and the freedom. You yeah. know, the, the, the cognitive conscious freedom of the information and the, 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 the artistry that they're putting out there. So I, I hope the keepers do their due diligence and really, and it's not just me, there's so many MCs, you yeah. know what I mean? That did, that Absolutely. really didn't get the light that they deserved at the time. And that's all good and well, but if you're going to do the archive, you better do an archive. It just can't be Latifah and light and Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And lady rage and, and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, look, with that, it is time that we move on into our break. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Ooh, I love this. So listen, something amazing has happened recently. Mm. It is official. YGA is now a micro-influencer. Check it out. <laughs> So thank you everyone for tuning in to our past 90 episodes and hanging in with us on IG and when we try to do Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your support. So um, over the break, what we did was, you know, we told you that we were uh, checking in on our 3,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> that made us official. <laughs> and so y'all are doing big things in the world. You're changing lives. You're producing beauty on the daily. You're growing businesses. Some of y'all are lifting weights and getting swole, I might add. <laughs> right? So the YGA community is expansive and it's beautiful. So we expanded our Patreon page up to nine tiers now. Mm-hmm. Right? We wanted it to reflect the wealth and the creative energy that we're seeing in our viewership. 
So we didn't just want to give you a t-shirt or a sticker. Like, <laughs> um, both t-shirts and stickers are lovely. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that everyone on our Patreon, no matter what tier you were on, um, we created a way for you to contribute so that you can feel a part of the YGA future itself. Mm, right? mm, mm, so uh, what we're going to do we're going to use this time to um, unpack one of the tiers and just kind of explain what it is so that you know what you are actually signing up to do. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the first tier that we have is called Auntie Stan. And uh, these are the Patreon shoulders to which this community is standing on. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is our foundation. This Everyone who comes in, like you are a part of making this strong. So it's the most accessible experience and that anyone can participate in because you're only contributing one dollar. Dollar, dollar. One dollar a month. Like rolling <laughs> into the dollar store, y'all. Right. <laughs> and so if, if we were still using coins, it would be <laughs> super easy for you to get that together. I don't even know if they're going to still use coins. This nah, is crazy. That and pennies Whatever. are out. Like I'll come back not after COVID. Right. <laughs> so um, with that $1 a month, you get your shout out and you get free access to the YGA Live post show. Say so what, you what, get to what? Join the post show and participate. Mm-hmm. Yes. What you know about the post so show? Tell them about that. The post show. <laughs> okay, so the post show, yes, we got a lot of performances, you know, and of course today we had B. Steadwell up in the house. Um, y'all be able to um, introduce your aunties to some new shit, you know, by sending us links to videos, you know, to get our opinions and our, our reactions. Please keep it clean. Um, sometimes, <laughs> I'm just saying, don't, don't be, it's live, y'all. It's not, you don't get no heart attack, no palpitations, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, y'all just want to, you know, you know, ask one question, you know, those one-off adulting uh, questions like, you know, Auntie Hanifa, uh, should I really put condoms on my, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 yes, 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 you put condoms on everything, baby. Okay, 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 whether blood is pumping through it or not, you put a fucking condom on it. Okay, okay. So sometimes it's quick answers. Thank you. It's community service. <laughs> community service. Oh, man. Okay, and of course, um, in the post show um, is where we read your intriguing letters, you know, about your unnecessarily messy lies, and that's a good thing. All our lies are unnecessarily messy, you know, man. So, so we do, we do, we do, because you know we're human, you know. So essentially, you children are the post show all right we just stand here as your your gay aunties to always you know sit with you and and try to break down some uh healthy sense you ain't learned yet okay okay (laughs) so for the rest of 2020 um everyone you know has access to the yga post show starting with today's episode um but at the top of the new year we're gonna bring it in with a bang um, and all of you guys who are Patreon supporters, you guys have access to the actual live YJ Post Show. And by the end of the year, Lord knows who we're going to have on this show. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the rest of y'all, hey, cool. Sometimes you don't got a dollar. Sometimes all you got is 15 cents. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Y'all still get to hear the playback. Y'all still can go on YouTube and watch um, the archived um, show. It ain't like we're going to completely keep it from you. 
but you won't be able to say that you're up in there, though. You know what I'm saying? So dig in the couch and find that, you know, that few quarters so you can have that a month <laughs> <laughs> and support your gay aunties over at patreon.com slash your gay aunties. I want you guys to check out all that we have for all that you are and could become. All right? Yeah. All right. Let's get back into the show with our this season's first guest. I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. So if you um, and your friends are B-Set Will Stands, then we need you all front and center in the chat right now at youtube.com slash aunties because she is here live with us. Yes, she is. <laughs> Um, so unless you've been under a Rona rock somewhere, <laughs> you, um, look, she's here with us. You would know that B. Stedwell is a musician, filmmaker, storyteller from Washington, D.C. In her live performances, she utilizes looping and vocal layering and beatboxing to compose her songs on stage. Um, B's original music features earnest lyricism and affirming LGBTQ content. B's goal as a musician is to make other black girls, queers, introverts, and generally marginalized weirdos feel seen and loved. That's right. And she ain't just saying shit, she doing shit. Because <laughs> B, <laughs> B has shared stages with um, artists like Big Frida, oh my God, um, Nona Hendrix, Nikki Finney, and Gina Yashir. Um, in 2017, um, B sang at the Women's March on the National Mall behind Maxwell and Janelle Monet and Toshi Reggae's Big Lovely Band. Um, in May 2018, B released her newest album, Queer Love songs this year be composed the music for <laughs> for the Alvin Ailey Dance Company's production of The Gone. <laughs> and in her last her latest work, um A Letter to My Ex, the musical B tells story of love, loss, intimacy through a collage of music movement and, and she also has a new album out called Succulent. All right, so with no further ado, B Steadwell. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Oh wow, this is this is such a great show. <laughs> Thanks Thank for having for being me. Say word, well, welcome, welcome to uh, your gay audience. We've been trying to get you on here for um, a good minute, and what better way? I've been ready. I know, I know, I know. And we've been keeping track of you, girl, because you are doing your thing. Thank you, yes. mm -hmm. and I'm so excited to to see you in this virtual space. It's been so long since I've seen you like in person. And yeah. so this is a great way to make that that connection happen. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're we're in this in this room together. <laughs> well, let's do it because we are in the times we are. Let's just check in. You know, how you mm. how are you and yours doing as far as Corona and, and all mm. of that? How you how are you as an artist dealing with uh, Rona? Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like different every minute. <laughs> um, there's there's some some really low lows for me, um, but I have not had this much time to write and to create. Um, you know, because we're always we're always traveling, we're always working on a gig, and there, that's not even an option now. So it's just just having the time to sit and create. Um, that's kind of like 
my silver lining right now and that's that's the gift of this time mm. Um, mm. everything else mm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not great. <laughs> not great. Well, that's one of the things that has really impressed me about you, like since the mm-hmm. Rona hit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people have been struggling with like finding their creative space and tapping into um, just finding the time and the way, the place to create. Um, mm-hmm. And you have been killing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't always it doesn't always feel easy or good. But mm-hmm. it's it's healing, you know, even if you write a song that's not great, you know, you wrote a song and and you got some of your heart, you know, on on the page. So um, you just you yeah. just described artistry. Sometimes it yes. don't feel good. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's healing. But yeah. the creative yeah. process is what it is. And the ingredients of that sometimes are beyond your control. That's Rona, you know, um, but the beauty of artists and one of our superpowers is processing information um, mm. and then putting it out in a way that either people can better understand what we're all experiencing or find mm. some escapism through it. But like you yes. said, in some way, you know, you're providing some sort of healing energy, but it's through the power of being able to process, to take in and process all that's going on, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mm. um, appreciate the visuals that you've mm. been putting out. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and kind of like what we were saying about like Women of Brewster's Place and um, mm-hmm. Cheryl Dunny's work, like just being able to sit and enjoy the beautiful people that you have around you. <laughs> like, um, whether it's like your love interest in the video and right. there was one um, where you had everybody send their like thirst Oh trap. yeah, thirst it's trap. <laughs> That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. How was that process for you? Um, the thirst trap video specifically. Yeah. A yeah. way to, to use this time too. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I did, I did a, a couple of years ago, I did a video um, for my song sometimes that was the same concept. It was like, um, I asked people to send in video of of them with their love, their love, mm-hmm. you know, however, um, and you know, just home video of like couples being cute. Um, and so I, I had the same idea for this thirst trap song. Um, and then, and then quarantine happened and it was like way, way more people had way more time, um, yeah. <laughs> to do this. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was actually another blessing, like to have, to have that time, for people to really like tell stories with their thirst trap videos and um and send them in and initially um I was really protective of the videos because I didn't want um you know we're all in the queer community we're all like creating our own beauty mm-hmm. and our own standards and like embracing you know our differences and I was worried that you know po- posting this video there would be trolls there would be people saying you know this isn't cute what you know this isn't sexy whatever and and I had to work through that editing the video you know I was like fuck them you know I'm gonna turn off the comments (laughs) (laughs) you know they're gonna have to find me and email me or something but um you know I just I just um just fell in love with everyone in the in the video and fell in love with my own weird stuff that I put in and um 
and yeah, it ended up feeling really, um, um, just like healing to, yeah. to put together these weird sexy videos. And what's the, yeah. what I found so empowering about it, you know, aside from, I, mean, I don't know who was queer, who was not in the video, but regardless of who's watching it, Mm -hmm. seeing and speaking to what you're talking about that people just coming with the body that they have is not mm -hmm. photoshopped is not you know instagram mm -hmm. filtered <laughs> yeah. you know yeah and mm -hmm. but showing a confidence um yes. in their body being in their skin that is the goal of that video so whoever is watching it who doesn't have a traditionally beautiful body all right <laughs> it's going to be like there i go there I go. Yeah. I can be in front of a camera. If she can do it, or if he can do it, or if they can do it, you know, I can do that. You yeah. know? So that I thought that, that video was powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Do more so of that. I can I consider you like a priestess of the love song. Right? Oh, yes. <laughs> right? I'm writing that down. Yes, I do. Like especially with um like with Sage and, and those kind of images, like I was like, oh, mm. this is totally right, right? So how do you mm. get into, or how did you get into the genre of love songs uh, primarily? Yeah. Did you mm -hmm. have any particular inspirations? Um, and then also like with that, mm -hmm. we can't talk about your love songs without talking about you being an open, openly lesbian artist, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. what was your, your journey in that way? Yeah, I mean, I... I always, you know, growing up, I always loved, you know, pop music, R&B music, soul music, and the the songs that moved me most were love songs, were, you know, slow jams or the heartbreak songs, you know, breakup songs. And um, I think, um, you know, I, I had the, the chance to see some, you know, a very, like, few artists do... Um, love songs from a queer perspective and I think once I started seeing that I, you know I was like oh wow I've been translating this whole time not that you can't love a love song by a straight person but mm -hmm. you know hearing more of your story and seeing more of yourself in a song it, it is even more powerful I think so um so I wanted to 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 do that because I because I wanted it you know and um and I the other thing that I felt was like, you know, seeing queer folks come up and, and do a lot of um, political work, political art, like very exciting, very powerful as well. But I was like, it's like, we need to be human too. Like we need to like yeah. sit and, and be and experience feelings um, outside, you know, not just racism, not just homophobia, but like, just having a crush on on somebody you know like just being in that. Mm -hmm. so um so it's always been just the the thing that i've been most drawn to and um and seeing other people kind of do different things and and tailoring what i wanted to see um into what i when i did is sort of sort of how it happened well we well we've always known like our bodies is political you know um but yeah. so is our yeah. joy and I mm -hmm. think um, the practice of having those who are outside of our community and those within our yeah. community to repeatedly experience our joy on our mm -hmm. own terms, obviously, yeah. you know, and that mm -hmm. the, the video that you guys made for um, for Scorpio, 
you know, it's, it's such an example of that, you know, it's not necessarily a love song, but it's a, it's a, <laughs> you guys just jumping up on the bed and having fun, like two lovers having mm. fun, you looking mm. directly in the camera and, you know, saying, you know, you never made me come like, you know, you've made me come, you know, better than anyone <laughs> or whatever, you know, but saying it with such ease and joy and comfortability mm. You know, it's not like, ba -dum -bum. guess what? I said the word come. No, it's like, you know, that, that is what people need to experience. You know, you don't have to be didactic about it. You don't have to be, this is what you should understand about us queer, LGBT, ABC, you know, yeah. just be, be, be your name, right? <laughs> just be, and that yeah. is revolutionary in itself. That, it was just such a truth, you know? Mm, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yes, so we appreciate what's it. What's your, your favorite be said well love story. Mm. Oh, <laughs> uh, hmm. Love story. Um so you mean like what my favorite song right now, maybe? Sure. Sure. If your you wanna sure. experience sure. like <laughs> the uh, one you like to tell when you talk about love. Mm. <laughs> well asked. You know, I'm I'm still really learning from my, the big breakup of my life. Um you know, and it's and that story has still t is teaching me about grief and the way that it has cycles and the way it's um it comes back <laughs> and and you know, the ebb and flow of it. Um and it's it's made me more it's I don't know it's like brought me to um a more mature you know more thoughtful version of of me as a as a partner and as you know as a human so that's like that's the story that I tell in the in the musical that I wrote and that mm -hmm. you know inspired a couple albums just the breaking up part and uh yeah I don't know it's it feels it's I'm not trying to dwell in the in the grief or, mm. or the sadness it just feels like it was the biggest emotional challenge for me mm -hmm. um, thus far, and it and it's taught me a lot. So that's kind of where I go a lot. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's the it's the lessons we learn from relationships that, in many ways, make relationships gold, especially the ones we don't have anymore. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's more painful when I step into a new relationship and realize I didn't learn shit from the old one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm like looking yeah. at myself like, wow, I'm here again, ain't I? <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. But That's yo, it. but you know, I haven't had a chance to um to see this show live. Um, and that's actually when I first um, got wind of you was through this uh, this uh, musical theater uh, production mm -hmm. um, you put on, and I was like, wow, what a way to process a breakup. That's probably the healthiest way. The process of breakup is to make freaking art, you know? Yeah. And it does, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just I'm, I'm glad you did it. Um, but you know, breakups are what they are. I mean, I still got, I still live with breakups from like 15 years ago. You yeah. know, people impact our lives and they, they leave their imprint. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I have to say that I, that I, um, <laughs> Uh, Hanifa, I saw your show uh, when I was at Oberlin. Which show? I, I saw uh, Black Folks Guide. Oh, yes. Black Folks Guide to Black Folks. <laughs> yes. And I this was before I was really writing music. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, the way I do now. And, and it's, it's had such an impact on me. Your work is just, um, I had to say that before we, you know, anything else happens. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're incredible. I could never do, I could never do a one person show like you did. Um, All the character, all the energy. I'm like, how many marathons did you run to get in shape for the show? Um, But yeah, truly it, it, it meant a lot to me. And so thank you for that. They were, I remember Overlim now. I remember over yeah. now. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was part of the uh, the college tour. And that's such a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And, and I'm sure you experienced this as well. Um, and you'll definitely experience it as you yourself get older, is that you have no idea who's seen you, how they've been affected, touched, yeah. what they've created because they saw you or how they were inspired mm-hmm. to go in certain directions in their life. And, yeah. you know, when you're young, you're just doing it, right? Um, <laughs> and then as you get older, people start coming up to you and he like, yeah. I saw you as so-and-so and this is what it did to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you learn how to accept, you know, to be great. At first you're like, okay. You know, cause artists, yeah. you know, we, we got egos, but we also can get awkward yeah. around praise. Yeah. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Sure. Um, at least a lot of the artists mm-hmm. that I know, they're that way, you know, that yeah, like, they're, they're that way, you know? Um, but then you mm-hmm. learn that it's not, your awkwardness is not what they're needing in that moment. They just want to acknowledge, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, that you did something. So you yeah. need to stand in what you gave them, you know, smile, yeah. you know, you keep the conversation short. You can have a long conversation. And I started having conversations with people around, you know, what exactly did you experience? And then that actually informed art. Cause I put stuff out, but I think it is looking one way. But I don't really know yeah. what it is until I'm, I hear how it was received by different yeah. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you very and much. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready for some music. So hey. it's time for us to transition go- over to this post show. show. You ready? You ready? Be still. Let's go to the post show. gay aunties and in season three we don't just give you the one hour show but we have the second hour up to an hour (laughs) (laughs) which is for the post show and if you haven't like gotten enough of yourself yet then the yga post show is all about you all right so it's all about you jojo we're, we're taking off our wigs, unhooking our suspenders, throwing the bow tie off, right? Should I take the bow tie <laughs> off? We are getting deep into our fields in this episode. And look who's joining us. Look who's joining Kiera. us. Kiara, so, our wonderful live show engineer and producer. Getting deep into you know everybody. Hey, happy to be here and not hiding behind you know <laughs> the scenes, moving stuff around. Absolutely. Kiara, she makes it happen, y'all. So we figure you know with the post show, we just gonna pull back the curtain, you know, let you know all that be happening here um, in the YGA. Um, so yeah. I know. Well, Kiara was one of our first. Interns, oh, yes. Yes. And she is still with us. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're ready to kick this thing off. Yes, we are. So with no further ado, 
YGA community. <laughs> the one and only, B. Steadwell. Downton Abbey, jerking off the porn at the same time. Got a dozen windows open in my laptop. Dozen windows open in my mind. I'm answering a DM, watching Downton Abbey, jerking off to gang bangs at the same dang time. Probably stay too long, cause she broke that back. You probably stay too long, cause she sling that strap. She's a crazy kind of girl who probably smash your windows, but you crazy too. You probably let that wind blow. Oh, I'm fucking with a Scorpio. She call me baby when I'm here and she take that nut Fuck boy when I'm gone, now she hates my guts Oh, oppression Queer black boy girl fighting in a cold world mm, Depression French fries, ice cream, salad for balance So oppression Messy masculinities, homie lover frenemies mm, you're my insecurities with big dick energies. Oh, I'm fucking with a Scorpio. Everything they told me was true, you know. I tried to leave shit. I didn't think we'd come this far. Can't leave because nobody make me come this hard. Hey, oh, I'm fucking with a Scorpio. Everything they told me was true, you know. I tried to leave shit. I didn't think we'd come this far. Can't leave because nobody make me. Uh, crave likes like a white girl want a white line and i'm online sell a bit of soul every damn time i'm a working girl i ain't gotta lie turn tricks for a pimp named spotify and i'm really sad and i'm really tired i was gonna love you and i really tried baby if it's any consolation i really did believe what i said when i was saying it i'm sad let's fuck call me fuck boy whatever 
Sometimes it's too the coffee, fast, it's sometimes the too slow, sometimes <laughs> just right, but a little nut though. Still wrong. Just, just, just a little. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm a fuck boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Bars, oh, bars, ma'am. I love it. <laughs> Yo. And, and again, let's get back to this. Do you see us though? If you see yourself, do you see us? Those nuances on just mm-hmm. get a little nut. <laughs> I mean, I think you feel seen right now. <laughs> you know, I feel seen. I mean, I'm pissed. Like, okay, oh word, you want down to a word? The point. I was like, oh shit, you want the same shit? I don't want. Sorry, I'm ten my honey with your auntie, but I'm saying it's real. No, it's, it's real. real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, yes. Okay, That's so I truly enjoy about that experience and the loop, like the the loop machine. I don't know the proper term for it. You know, forgive me, but like that's one of the things. Like when I first saw no, you using yeah. it and how you, because I've seen people mm-hmm. use it, right? But how you layer it, mm-hmm. how you you uh, include your your harmonies and just the little bits of sound, right? That you add. I really enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's a producer in you because you approach it like a producer and you're a songwriter. So you, it's about the producer helps balance yeah. things out. Because sometimes people do the loop thing and I'm like, okay, you don't have to put no loop in there now. You, you could have stopped at four, homie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. so just having that, yes. knowing that I think makes all the difference where you can actually appreciate just another instrument as opposed to like a gimmick, which is I think the way that a lot of people use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Say what? Yeah, oh, you got another one for us though? Yeah. You got another one for us though? Please, please give it to I the could. children. You know they want it. You... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, and the okay. comments are Let's amazing see. over here.
Yo, B. <laughs> Yo, B. <laughs> Yo, B. <laughs> I all that. Oh, I mean, you're a really good songwriter. And, uh, oh, thank you. I, I'm curious because you worked with another really good song, one of my favorite songwriters in our community, if you will, and beyond. Um, Toshi Reagan, who comes from a lineage of incredible songwriters, right? <laughs> what was that, as a songwriter specifically, like, what was, what was, what was that engagement like? Because I've been wanting to ask you um, about that. Because I love and know Toshi, but as a songwriter, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, um, Working with Toshi in any capacity is a, is a treat for me. Um, she's just amazing. Um, and yeah, for in terms of writing together, um, we she just did some stuff on guitar, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna write some words. And we actually wrote a couple songs together. Um, but what's funny about Toshi's um, com you know compositions? Um, are they, they sound very simple, but they're actually really complicated. <laughs> so we wrote a song um, together called The Door, and literally no drummer has figured out how to play to the door. It sounds like a very, it sounds like a very sparse, very simple, but there's something about the, the timing of it and the, like, the time signature, it, huh? It, it, very strange. But, yeah, I ain't um, no drama to get fucked with. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> we, we've played. With, <laughs> we've played. We've played with drummers, but you, you have to. You have to really learn the song. You have to really pay attention to the song and and understand that it isn't simple. Um, but she's always like, "Let's do that song," and I'm like, "Nah, man, we don't we got the crew tonight, Toshi." <laughs> We, we need, we need some time. Yeah. But she's, I like, she's, she's kind of everything to me. She's like a sister, uh, uh, fairy godmother who's queer and, and, and fine. Like, I, I don't know, you, you know, she's, she's a guardian angel. She's fucking everything to me. So, um, and it's, and it's just a blessing that like, she can just come and work with you and, and be on your level and not be, you know, this i'm very fancy no, and i'm no. a diva though she can be a diva but uh, but one thing one thing she, Toshi we, always no we've talked about this about, um and i i, I is that mm -hmm. she says you must and i think something that she that was told to her you must always work with people who were younger than you throughout your the span of your career not just as a musician but just as a person oh, yeah. you know have a connection a way to oh, access yeah. you know young people and truly you know, disconnect and create new art. And she's done that. As long as I've known her, she's done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so, she's so good at that. And yeah, I mean, her, her work will always be, you mm, know, because of it, new mm -hmm. and relevant mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, B, I mean, we so can't thank you enough. Um, your, your music, like, um, I'm definitely going to buy the album. I ain't going to stream it. I mean, I guess you get a couple pennies. You know what? I'd rather give oh, you the wow. 99 cent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else. 
get like point zero zero six. But at least you're an independent. You get all yeah. of that point zero zero six, and you don't get like you know a fraction of that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I, I do like to share with people, you if you stream my song 300 times on Spotify, I wow. make $1. That, yeah. So that's that. Yeah, it, it, I do get all of that dollar. But, <laughs> but you know. so in other words, okay. make your way to iTunes wherever you buy your music. Okay. Yeah, think about or it. From, or just buy it straight from B, you know, buy, buy it on the, um, on the website. Um, all right, B. So we're gonna shift gears, and we want you to come along with us. Okay, okay. So right. this is the portion of the show. You know, <laughs> we get into the letters from the children. Okay. Mm. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Love it. Here's your letter. Okay. You want to read this read of me? What you want to do? Um, you can go ahead. All right, show sure enough. dear aunties thank you for your work and all you do for the community you're welcome darling um i don't have a long story to go along with my letter i saw where red asks what do you wish hold on what is it i saw red asks what do you wish you were told about love in your adult life My immediate response was that I wish people explained what self-love really is. It's an abstract concept that people believe Mm. is concrete when they say it. I was told that loving myself is the key um, to getting the love I want from others. But how do I know that I'm loving myself and not just being selfish or building a wall that keeps people out? Damn. How do I know (laughs) when I love? Great. Two questions. How do I know when I love myself enough to trust someone else in my life? Oh, God damn, girl. We only got like, okay. (laughs) How do I know? Three questions. How do I know that my high standard of how I want to be treated isn't holding me hostage from just sharing life with another Mm. flawed okay girl we're gonna have to do one of these (laughs) and and it's from yvonne all right yvonne we're gonna listen (laughs) these are like auntie tell me about the universe you know like (laughs) but let's try and tackle them all right so the first question i'll repeat it um how do i know that I'm loving myself and not just being selfish or building a wall that keeps people out. <laughs> well, I go think I, I, no, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go with my gut here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You'll know because it'll feel good. And not the kind of good, because there's the kind of selfish where you know it ain't subconscious, it's not unconscious. It's, you're very conscious when you're being selfish because you feel like this, you feel like scarcity is about, all right? So you're going, you're thinking intellectually and methodically on how you can place someone else in your life so that it best benefits you without them. So it's always going to feel awkward, that particular act of selfishness. But then there's selfishness that is self-compassion that also involves other people because you're setting boundaries. You know, boundaries can shift and it ain't like that be hard, fast boundaries like boom, you know, 
as you grow, you know, boundaries shift and grow when you're growing with someone, but you need to have an understanding of what those boundaries are from the beginning. So there's nothing wrong with that kind of selfishness. So even someone you're really feeling over or whatever, and they do something that you know, it, you can set up, you can, you can, that's up. Well, yeah, that you know, and it can be your orange flag if you, if you catch it and if you check it, no, seriously, if you check it when it needs to be checked. And that's the moment of like, hey, hey, I got to have a moment right here. I, I'm not really mm. with that. And that person may feel uncomfortable because it's new or, you know, whatever. But I think that is a kind of selfishness when you're, clear on your boundaries um and you're able to articulate them to someone else did that make sense y'all mm-hmm. i tried i just keep looking mm-hmm. at the first question like how do i know that i'm loving myself and not just being selfish or building a wall that keeps people out so when we think about the concept of self-love right we think about creating those boundaries we think about saying like nope you can't treat me like this I love me like this. You got to love me like this. Right. (laughs) Um, But how much of that Mm -hmm. is making it so that maybe you can justify your solitude. Maybe you can um, make sure that people can't access you. Right. And so like B's talking a lot about like managing this breakup. Right. And like overcoming this grief and stuff. And like, it would be understandable to me. Right. (laughs) For quite a while after that, you know, that you're like, nope, block, (laughs) block, (laughs) block, right? Because like, you don't want to go through that again, right? You don't want to experience connecting in that way and really being that vulnerable and then it not working out, right? Because we think that relationships with people are only supposed to be one particular way in order for them to be working, right? (laughs) And so then how much of it is building a wall that keeps people out, right? This is the, from the question. <laughs> so in my self-love, I'm just going to spend my whole time in the house taking bubble baths with lit candles around, you know, swirling my, uh, <laughs> my sense to block all this negative energy, right? And I'm never getting back out there. I'm never going to meet people. I'm never being vulnerable again. I'm never really opening myself up to the opportunity to love. Mm. Mm. And, and self like, I couldn't even get past that first question. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Because it really is an ongoing practice. Okay, yeah, you could take a Sunday and, you know, have a hair day, have a candles and tell, you know, that's cool. You know, go to a spa. That's cool. But really self-compassion and self-love, how it becomes that it moves further away from selfishness, if you will, is a practice. It is a daily practice of self-love. Whoever you encounter, whether you're just encountering yourself Mm -hmm. or you you can practice self-love reading a book. You know, how you process information is Mm self-love. You know, when you... When information comes your way from someone or something and it makes you feel a certain way, the moment that the fact that you take a moment and think of yourself and say, wait a minute, self, how am I feeling in this particular moment? This thing just made me feel a certain way. But what is that certain way? That is self-compassion. When you take a moment for yourself, take a moment for yourself and then do that in contact to someone else is the challenge. Mm. You know? So looking at the last last one, one, um, Last one, there were two more. We, we, let's do one more. Okay. <laughs> no, and that's the one that, that I, I keep c- coming back to. Yeah. Um, how do I know that it, um, 
How do I know that my high standard of how I want to be treated isn't holding me hostage from sharing life with another flawed person? So like if the person isn't perfect, if the person doesn't check every box, if the person doesn't make me feel blah, 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 then this isn't working. I'm throwing this out. I feel like <laughs> if you're in a situation like that, I feel like at least the person that you're with has to be willing to like want to grow and to like, you know, hear you out and hear what you're saying, respect your boundaries. Because if they're not even doing that minimum, then you really shouldn't be holding on to the relationship anyway yeah if they're at least willing to like learn and are willing to like work on themselves then i feel like you can stay in that because like if the love is there and everything else is being like respectful then they can work on themselves and y'all can grow as a couple and as individuals and all that but i don't think if they're not even willing to try yeah and you got to minimize them check them 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 check boxes we have too many check boxes you know, and then you're not gonna find nobody. We ain't gonna find nobody. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and know that whoever you get with, they gonna be flawed, and you want them flawed, cause then there's no room for growth. Yeah. You know, you don't want them flawed as fuck, but you want them, you know, a little dingy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you got anything to say on this, B? Yeah, I, I think um, I I. I agree. I think willingness is the is the key, because you could, and 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 being able to admit when you when you're wrong. If if your partner, date or whatever, can't say, all right, I'm willing, to, I'm hearing you out. I'm I'm willing to you know admit that might have been hurtful. If they don't have that like little piece, like you can't you can't grow together. You know whatever the flaws are, your flaws, you have to be willing to and say, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, that was hurtful. Yeah, I could have said that better. Um, but if one or both of y'all don't have that willingness to shift, and you know that, that's 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 it. Now. Yeah, it's gonna be you by yourself near your wall. <laughs> holding yourself hostage. Cause I'm looking at actually some of the language as far as hostage yeah. and wall and, and you know, I feel imprisonment, you know, and I think Yvonne, you might want to take a moment before you even bring someone else up in this situation. And it's like, you know, how are you feeling with yourself exactly. right now? Do you feel free? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Do you feel emotionally mobile Yeah. and receptive? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because the, the wall and the hostage, it feels like there's a fear that of a relationship, quite honestly, a fear of commitment, fear of relationship, whatever, you know, or fear of whatever that journey is, or will be for you, for you when you connect with whomever, you know? Mm. So just take a moment and look at how you're describing what you're scared of, you know, um, and maybe change the, start begin changing the language in your mind around that. And not so much of how do I know, how do I know, just kind of jump in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, baby, you ain't telling me how old you are, but just fuck up. Like, it's okay. <laughs> fuck up with the flawed. You know what I mean? You know, because the most thing is when you fuck up, you really see your own flaws. Don't be worried about somebody else's flaws. You got to know about your own. <laughs> and know which ones are just going to be there and which ones you are flexible and, and have, you know, you can change and grow and improve. You know, and then there's the ones that just gonna beat it until you're 99, and that's okay. Yeah. You just find someone that's cool with that particular 99 year old floor. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I and I think like um, we we often think about self care and 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 self love 
as a as a vehicle for you know romantic love and it's like it, the, the priority is self-love we you know the relationship is is whipped cream and the cherry and the and the extra blessing but like lo- just being being really enjoying being alone you know and having and having that is the priority you know that that's and then that other stuff is cute, you know, <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, that, that other stuff, that other stuff, that's, but that's the stuff everybody want though. And they want it 24 seven. They, they want it 24 seven. And I'm sorry, it just don't happen that way. So prepare for the walls, prepare for being held hostage <laughs> by the flawed. <laughs> no, no, no. Yvonne, you, you got this. Just, you know, start with yourself. Cause that's where it all begins and always comes back to. Start with yourself and, you know. Yeah, um, I was even looking at the... Oh, yeah, other one? How do you know that you're practicing self-love? She said, because people say it kind of like a, like a cliche, right? You got to love yourself first. But they don't tell you like how? what to look for. Like, how do you know when you've done it? <laughs> okay, I do love myself now. Like, what's that... <laughs> all right i made it to this point this is where i love myself um i don't know like specifically how to answer that question for you Mm. right Mm. i know um for me i identified that i was not operating in self-love when i wasn't setting boundaries Mm. i identified Mm. for myself that i was not moving and making decisions out of self-love when I was creating space for people to mistreat me, for Mm. people to disrespect me, Mm. for people to Mm. dismiss me, right? And Mm -hmm. that a lot of um, the situations that I was in that I wanted to blame other people for, ah, you did this, like I... For me, self-love was when I stopped and said, okay, so what decision did I make? What, what action did I, did I perpetuate that allowed this space to be created that let people know that this was okay? So for me, self-love was the, I, I, (laughs) yep, accountability. Yeah. Mm -hmm, For me, mm -hmm. self-love was the, all right, that's too much. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing too much. You need to stop. (laughs) And it's jarring for people, right? Especially when they're used to you allowing them to to go further, right? <laughs> to do too much. But, and and just really trying to answer that question because, you know, I work with young people all the time and I know we say these things that are cliches like, oh, you know, you got to grow up. Well, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, you got to be mature. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about, right? And so, like, she's really saying, like, how do I know when I love myself enough to love somebody else or to let somebody else love me, like, to trust that? And that, for me, like, is, like, my my tingles, like, went up because I don't want to just pass that and not, not address it. Yeah. There is going to be a time where you will have to decide when this is too much. And it's going to be different for everybody. Like, I know that there are people who like to argue. Like, they love to, like, get into that, you know, that back and forth thing. Mm. And if you're a person who is like, I I don't want that energy in my space. Like, I don't, like, if you can argue the point if you like. You can say everything that you need to say. 
I know for me, I'm not engaging, right? <laughs> and when you start making those decisions about how you live in the world and how you interact with people, that's when your self-love process happens. You don't get there and now you're magically in self-love, right? <laughs> you're going to have to keep experimenting with it, right? You're going to have, like, something else is going to happen that's going to test you. So this self-love is not like the destination, right getting into it is that process of where you keep setting boundaries you keep defining for yourself how you want to be and be treated true yeah, and um any any vine um i won't actually repeat something that i did in a, a earlier episode but i actually did a meditation you know uh, auntie hanifa's one med uh, meditative motherfucker what the fuck i say one <laughs> motherfucking meditative moment <laughs> <laughs> right. So the uh, um, and I spoke just on this and I actually broke down an actual practice of self-compassion outside of the baths and the tea leaves and all that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I it, but this, just as a summation, basically, you know, especially when you're dealing with other people and you're having a moment with someone else that is giving you anxiety or making you angry or they're doing something you don't want to do or they're showing their flawness. All right. Not their flyness, but their flowness. Right. <laughs> so the a simple practice is at that moment, look at yourself experiencing them. So it's kind of an out of body experience. Step outside of yourself um, or experience yourself stepping outside of yourself and see yourself um, experiencing that person and kind of look at it objectively. So you can kind of take your emotions away and actually can away from the whole situation and actually say, okay, this is what's happening, you know? And when you do that, sometimes a situation that feels heavy and like, oh fuck, what are we doing right now? Can be lightened when you really look at it objectively. And it's, all, it's, it's a somewhat difficult thing to do when emotions are involved, but thus this is the practice, the continual practice of self-compassion. But if you want to hear like more of that, you guys want to know about this particular practice I was talking about, um, some episodes, like before we went on break, I had a, you know, one meditative motherfucking moment. I had one of them, at, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in the, in the show notes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, you can, you can check that out and that, that might help uh, answer that question as well. You know, um, Woo, child. Well, well, well thank you, Yvonne. <laughs> you but was working this out. Yeah, yes. I, I, I see a level of vulnerability just even in your letter and your questions. Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. feel like that's a, a signal that you're definitely doing some work and you're on your way. Exactly, exactly. Um, and you attract who you need to attract for that this time in your life. All right. Mm -hmm. Um all right, let's, let's, we are, we are winding down our first, you yes. know, season three show. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's been so much fun. It's so much fun. All right. So this last little bit we're going to get into is like, this is kind of beyond letters. You know, we keep it as short and sweet. Sometimes you just have one question. Dear auntie, I just got one question. All right, darling. So, um, what is the one question? Oh, wow. I didn't put it. I didn't put it. Oh, there we go. All right. So the question, yeah, forever Jones, right? So this question is um, from forever, forever's underscore Jones. Okay. Um, how do you keep sight of your dreams or stay true to the vision, even while growing into your maturity? Well, goddamn. Then we say one question. Okay. Not one universe question. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is a question. <laughs> Y'all got 
questions. If y'all got questions. Um, so there are little things that people do, right? So like you put the, you write the dream down. You put it up where you can see it, right? And that way hmm. you, you have to check back in. Every time you see it, you're like, mm, am I doing the dream? Nope, I'm not. I'm on some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing the dream, okay? I am not focused on the vision. Yeah. I, I got too many um, windows up on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Them are <laughs> and you know how I actually keep track of I do that too. For me, that's a part of the practice of manifestation, right? Mm. And you know, you have to put your ideas, your dreams that's in your head and I want some sort of tangible piece of paper, something, draw, whatever, whether it's a list, what have you. So I do that as well. But how I know I'm keeping with my dream. Um, is that I add to the image, okay? Mm. So that image been looking like the way it been looking for the past few months. <laughs> I'm not I, ain't, I ain't doing <laughs> shit. Yeah, I ain't doing shit. You know, I ain't doing shit. Um, but also in general, um, sometimes dreams change and you have to, because uh, this whole thing, you know, she kind of underscored, or I'm sorry, I'm not sure if it's he, she, or they, but they underscored, um, you know, uh, 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 through maturity. So I'm, I'm gauging like as you get older, as you grow into life or whatever. And honestly, I do not have the same dreams I had when I was 20 something. I mean, give me a break. And if I did, I'm not sure, you know, if I'd be okay. But, <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm just saying in general, dreams do have a tendency to change and shift as you, you grow and experience different things. Bottom line, you know. What about you? Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing I thought as well is like how how much my dreams sh shift even, you know, day to day. Like I, I'm, I've been doing a lot of these virtual shows and like there are some songs that I always do and I and I realize that they they're boring to me. You know, they're not bringing me, you know, like I, I know they're they're solid songs. I know audiences, uh, you know, respond well to them, but it's like. I really have to be in touch with myself every day um, to know, like, what do you really want? What's going to make you laugh? What's going to make you feel joy? Because that's 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 why you're doing this, right? Like, you you love this, um, and so yeah, I think I think doing the um, doing writing stuff down um, is is really helpful. Um, and being patient. And it's something you said. Or I guess you know, speak to you made me think about something. Be um, you like when you say sometimes, you know, some songs like this song, I sung this shit so many times, I'm so done, right? <laughs> but that too is how you kind of feed the dream. When you do the things, the repetitive things, mm -hmm. or the things that maybe it's not giving you as much mm -hmm. joy as it did, maybe say you wrote the song in the beginning, but you know that me being yeah. on this stage, being in this moment with the people who have paid to see me, you know, is feeding the dream. So, Staying with yep. the dream doesn't, is not all, you know, cookies and ice cream. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, but fun. staying yeah. with the dream sometimes literally means staying <laughs> with the dream. <laughs> yeah. You know, say words. Say words. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh. Did we do it? 
our our first two hour hour of our show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, um, Be Steadwell. All right. I'm going to say your full name on that. I want the folks to know. Tell people how they can, if they don't, if they just get hip to you, how outside of Googling your name, can they um, holler at you for your stuff and what you're doing and all that? How can they connect? I made this because I'm bad at this. I'm bad at this. read that. But, uh, there you go, there you go, there you go. All right. You can't. Yes, all right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, my Patreon is, is a good spot. Buying albums on Bandcamp or iTunes. Bandcamp is, is the best for in terms of artist split. Um, and then if you don't have any money, you could just share your music, share the music with your buddies, you know, bsteadwell.com. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we should make one of those i'm really bad at that part so i had to i had to make a little with the dream right now exactly exactly and sticking with the dream just augmenting your practices like yeah. you know what i know i know i'm not good at this here you go mm-hmm. you can pause the video when you look back at <laughs> right, this and, and, right, right exactly i don't want to say it but we'll, we'll also put it in the show notes if you miss the cue card y'all okay <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you, thank you for uh, making our return an amazing one. You know what I mean? Um, I want to also, I just want to mm-hmm. holler some of the people who Absolutely. joined us um, live. We got Carmel Poet, we got Bayes or Bayes Films or Bayes Films, Roxy Monet, oh, that's your friend, Brenda. Um, Jade Pina or Pina, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, oh, Diamond, hey, hey, girl, how mm-hmm. you doing? <laughs> Diamond from Marsha's Plate. On podcast, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Thank you all for joining us. Um, We welcome you all every time. We're going to come to you, um, not next week, but what, the week after that, because we come to you (laughs) bi-weekly now, because your aunties need to have a life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, we love y'all. We just want to give the best show, so we have more time to do that. Um, So we'll see you next week. And with that being said, I'm Hanifa Walida. I'm Red Summer. I'm Pierre Charest. And we are your gay aunties. Gay aunties. Bye, babies. Have a good one. <laughs>